You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And it is Wednesday, January 4th in the new year. Ringing in the new year with a new podcast. We're back. It's the Lecker Room. Matt, how are we doing? Fantastic. It's the new year. And I'm excited to do the podcast because we haven't done one in a while. Yeah, we uh, we definitely uh, did not coordinate very well in the month of december but we did say we were going to take some time off yeah um i did get some comments some side comments saying where the hell is the podcast it's been like three weeks you have when was the last one the beginning of it was after the big 12 championship wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah so i got i got some i hear you guys i hear you listeners you, we're you back want, we're back it's all right everything's gonna be okay matt's gonna say what he always says here we go matt how are we doing <laughs> <laughs> doing good it's well again it's almost the weekend even though it's wednesday so yeah we're halfway there <laughs> we're halfway there uh short week head off on monday which was great took the day to recover from the long weekend um like matt what have what have you been up to in the meantime since our last episode i am actually going to be leaving hayes america here the <sighs> next week i accepted a new job with advisors excel up in topeka so i'll be in the area more area a more uh, city-like, I guess, or just more people, more things to do. So, so it'll be a nice change. But I'll, I'll miss uh, old Hayes America. But excited for a new uh, place and new challenge. Yeah, dude. Congrats on the new job, the new gig, new city for you. You've been in Hayes for a long time. Yeah. What's it been? Six, seven years. Yeah. Wow. And you're leaving Joshy all alone out there. I know. But he deserves know. it. He's a kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, I mean, hell, if he, if he would join you. He'd be much closer. He probably could go to more uh, games in Lawrence. Yeah, it's like, is, is it Topeka and Lawrence like 30 minutes away? It's, yeah, they ain't that far away from each other. I mean, it's, yeah, probably 20, 30 minutes at the most. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe 45 minutes, but still really not that far. And then uh, Topeka is really only like an hour 15 from Manhattan, so... You're I right. think it's shorter than that. I think it's yeah. really like I think it's my. I heard it's like forty-five to an hour. Yeah, I I have to agree with that. So, congrats to you, buddy. Great life achievement for you. We can meet in Topeka. I mean, not Topeka. Yeah. Uh, you see, yeah, yeah. can actually see each other more often other than going to Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saves I know. saves some money on fuel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. If we're in the uh, line of making big announcements, I have a big announcement. What's yeah? Tell us. I'm I'm moving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually though, I did I did buy myself a big old present over the holiday. Got myself for you. a new, new vehicle, new vehicle. So I'm not gonna say what it is. You're gonna have to find that out for yourself. Shoot me a text for those who have my number. <laughs> yeah, guys. I'm very I'm very happy. But the old the old Impala. The old Impala's gone. We got rid of her. Got a whole thousand dollars out of her. So, <laughs> but 
but she she had she just got over two hundred thousand miles, and we said, "All right, enough's enough. I'm tired of dealing with leaky oil, <laughs> cleaning up after the oil spills every time, and put more yeah. oil into it." So, um, and then uh, I guess I guess in the meantime, I mean, what you've been doing some hunting recently, right? Yeah, we've been oh, pheasant hunting just out here, and kind of just I wish I could do more, but I've been kind of busy getting stuff around to move, so yeah. that's. That was I plan to move hopefully by next week and get started right. and just ready to get going and I'll be honest like I hate to say because I'm a fall winter guy I'm actually, I'm kind of ready for some the days to get longer dude and... <laughs> you're <laughs> always ready for the next season the grass is, is the grass always greener Matt yes the be grass where, is always greener be like Chris Kleiman be where your feet are that's what he always tells his players be where your I feet know. are man I know. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it it has been a little warmer, I will say, at least down here. I don't know what the temperature is in Haze. Pretty normal. It's like really okay. It was like 65 degrees here yesterday. It was amazing. Got my oh. car washed. My or my brand new vehicle. Wink. Oh. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, since we are a sports podcast and we talk about sports and not about ourselves all the time, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about what the, the uh the buzz has been about K State sports, and that's what we cover on here. Um the the bowl game, the sugar bowl, Alabama versus Kansas State. First of all, Matt, I know we didn't have a podcast before the game, but what what were your thoughts going into the game? Like what did you think we had a chance? Did you think Deuce Vaughn was going to do anything big? Do you think our defense was going to be able to stop, you know, a potential first overall uh, pick in Bryce Young? I will say I thought going in I was more confident than I thought I'd be. Um, obvi- Obviously, if anybody has watched college football, like even if you're a diehard K-State fan, you knew, or at least I hope you knew, that w- we were out-talented. Let's just put that. Let's just put that on the mirror. Like we were out talented. Alabama. Let's put it in perspective. Was we're two plays away from being in the playoff, and quite honestly, they could probably win the na- national championship if they were in it. Yeah, TCU and Georgia. I mean, if yeah. Alabama, if Alabama would have snuck their way in, they probably would have played Michigan. Yeah, so it would have been another Alabama and, and Georgia would have beat them. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, driving down, I did go down to the game, uh, to New Orleans, me and, uh, shout out to Jeff rode down with me, um, and shout out to Brandon and Alyssa. We all stayed together, Brandon's family and Alyssa's family. We all had a really good time down in New Orleans. Crazy time down there, by the way. Unbelievable. I will say, I don't know if I ever want to go back. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a lot of people, uh, said. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of, da- is it dangerous and a little bit? Yeah. Um, but I will say about the game, we were listening to the Go Power Cat podcast, with Tim Fitzgerald. I think he had Joe Klanderman on there and a, and, um, a couple other, maybe Cole Manbeck, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but one of his big points and things that he kept asking the guests were, what is more likely to happen, a K-State victory or K-State gets blown out? Everybody thought that it was more likely that K-State was going to win the game. 
Now, if you really look at the game, I mean, you could look at the second half versus the first half. K-State was literally winning in the first half for most yeah. of the first half. So, it, I mean, the, the idea of K-State women – oh, what is that? Sorry about that. <laughs> the idea of K-State winning was not out the window. Um, so, but, uh, you know, everybody, everybody had high hopes going into the game, thinking it was going to be closer than it ended up being in the end, but, you know, give, give Alabama credit. So I guess my thoughts going into the game, I thought K-State was going to win too. I mean, I think, I think a lot of K-State fans thought that the K-State was going to win. Um, and it looks, and it looks even, you know, hindsight even makes it seem like it would have made even more sense if TCU's game would have ended before K-State's game because TCU beat Michigan and they're going to the national championship. Championship, yeah. crazy. K-State very well could have beat TCU twice. So think about yes. that. K-State, you know, goes one and one, splits the season series with a team that's in the national championship. We are that close all year. And and I tell I told Jeff on the way back, baby steps, you know, last year we win the Texas Bowl. This year, we win the Big 12 championship, lose a big bowl game to Alabama, of all teams. Maybe one more baby step up next year. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the game. K-State did lose to Alabama in New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl 20-45. to K-State had a 10 to nothing lead to start the game. I mean, what, what, was, your, uh, what was your reaction to Deuce Vaughn's uh, 80-yard run, touchdown run? It was, yeah, the 88-yard run was awesome, and... I was sitting with Eric and Jared at O'Malley's and uh, I was going to say Alabama is going to respond quickly. And, and they did because just like any big team they play, they always good teams always respond quickly. And that's what Alabama did. But when K-State got down 14, 10, 21, 10, like you said before the podcast, I never felt like they were even out of it. And we were driving on them. We just couldn't convert those couldn't convert the fourth downs and, Things that usually went our way didn't this game. And well, in the in the first half, on especially on that last drive before the before the end of the half, yeah, the cats were moving the ball. They were converting fourth downs. Um, ben, Big Ben Senate had a big conversion in the red zone. Big catch. Um, Deuce Vaughn in the first half was getting four or five yards of carry. Like yeah. he was, he was like it was any other game for him. Um, Alabama gets down ten to nothing. They said. You know, to hell with this game. Nick Saban, by the way, I looked over on their sideline. He was losing his mind in the first half. It was hilarious. And mm-hmm. also seeing seeing Nick Saban in person, it's kind of surreal just because of how famous he is in the college football landscape. Um, but you know, they responded, like you said, Bryce Young is a NFL quarterback. He'll be in the NFL next year. And their offensive line played pretty well. The the defense got to him a couple times there in the first half, but it just wasn't enough because our defensive backs kept getting beat deep. Um, but the turning point in the game was Ben Sennett rolling out on fourth down and getting tripped up and Will Howard just completely missing him. Missing it. Yeah. But I think that's what, if they, who knows what would happen if we would have scored the right before the half. I mean, I think it honestly would have changed momentum because we had it. I mean, we drove, we, we show that we can drive on them. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's another thing that, well, two things. 
one, it sucked that Alabama won the coin toss and deferred to the second half, which always, mm-hmm. always, would always defer to the second half if you win the coin toss. I don't understand ever uh, taking the ball first. Clyman, Clyman always does that. He, I, he always takes the ball. <laughs> I don't get it, but so. And also maybe maybe even so two I guess two more things maybe even take the points on fourth down there because uh, you don't get the ball back to start the second half so then it's fourteen to thirteen kickoff and maybe Alabama uh, kneels it out to go to go into half and yes. but the third thing and I think was the biggest killer for K State killing any momentum and K college football was is a game of momentum all season long or all you know every every single game of college football it's a game of momentum. Why? Why did we call a timeout? They they were gonna run out the clock, mm-hmm. so we call timeout. In in any Big Twelve game, that makes sense, especially if you're getting the ball to start the second half. But against Alabama, against an explosive offense, let them run out the yeah. clock, baby. Don't let yeah. them have a big shot down the field, which they did. They ended up marching down the field in 58 seconds. God, why is it doing this? 58 seconds, and then. Uh, and then scoring a touchdown, and all of a sudden, now not only are you down a score, now you're down two scores. Now you're down twenty-one to ten just to go in the second half, and Alabama has the football back. And then it was yeah. just all Alabama. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were. Let's just be honest; they were the, they were just all around better team. Right. And so, uh, you know, Bryce Young, fifteen for twenty-one, three hundred twenty-one yards, five touchdowns. That's, un- that's, that's really, unbelievable. That's really good. Incredible. At the end of the day, Alabama is just more talented. They were just better. Yeah. I don't even think I don't even think K State played a bad game. That was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Which makes me sad because, like, we I think if we played like that against a lower tier Big Twelve team, we win by two or three scores. Mm-hmm. Oh, easily. Oh no, just. So, it just shows that we still have. You can well at least we know where we're at. That's where it kind of yeah. Take it. I think so. I mean, the takeaway from the Sugar Bowl is K State's no pushover. I mean, yeah. Alabama very well could have hung 60, 70 yeah. on us if they really wanted to, but K State didn't let them. K State scored points on them in mm-hmm. crucial minutes. Yeah. Um, a couple guys I want to point out. Oh, also Cody Stuffle being three tackles, three uh. Three combined tackles, one solo tackle in the game. Good for that guy. McPherson alum tackling Alabama players. Very cool. Um, Big Ben Sennett, three reception, 48 yards. Giddens, three receptions, 48 yards. Cade Warner was the leading receiver, five receptions, 48 yards. But no passing touchdowns for Will Howard. I thought Will was – was um, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were moments where he was just kind of running for his life. The offensive line kind of got overpowered, maybe got tired in the second half. Alabama's front was amazing, though. Oh, I rewatched some of it. They were good. They were amazing. Yeah, they were great. Um, Deuce Vaughn, obviously the star for K-State of the game, 22 carries, 133 yards, and the long 88-yard touchdown, which was incredible. I want to say it again. We were Our seats were pretty freaking cool. We were eight rows up from the field. And the run happened right in front of us. Like That's awesome. it was, it was freaking cool. Like we saw him break away, and I started like hanging on. You know how I hang on, you guys. Whenever that happens, I started yeah. jumping. I was hanging on Jeff, and I was like, "Oh my god, run!" run. <laughs> yeah, 
That was awesome to see. The, the O'Malley's, everybody went nuts. Yeah, I imagine that O'Malley's was cool. And er, was everybody throwing beer or anything? No, I mean, Not, everybody amazing. was just losing it. It was yeah. awesome. Our whole our whole row was like hugging each other. We were we were high fiving the entire section. Oh my god, it was awesome. Like, in in at least K State gave us that. I mean, t- if it wasn't close in the in the end, at least they gave us something to cheer about in the first half because it would have been miserable to go down there and just get monkey stomped from the from the from the gun. Mm-hmm. So, and the K State fans, shout out to the K State fans for showing out. They were saying maybe 31, 32,000 K-State fans, which is incredible for a bowl game. Yeah. Um, Alabama fans did show up too. It was more of a weekend trip for them, for, whereas K-State fans, it was more of a week-long vacation. So, like, the parade was cool, the, the prep rally was cool, but it was mostly K-State fans during all that because Alabama, like, yeah, we're not in the college football playoff. Who cares? <laughs> did, you, uh, did you meet any Alabama fans? No, I didn't. Um one guy did shake my hand after the game. He was really cordial uh, out in front of the stadium. Uh, some Alabama fan. He said, "Hey, great job. We'll see you. We'll see you next year or something like that." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Appreciate it." They they were a they were a very cordial fan base. They weren't very, I mean, they were they were classy. I would say for the most part. I will say they were kind of they're they're very annoying with the SEC chant. I think that's dumb. I think I think uh, I think it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you got Georgia and you have Alabama, and then you have the rest of the SEC. Tennessee's just, not bad. Yeah, but they're they're good and then they're bad. Like yeah. they're either really good or they're terrible. Yeah. Um, Missouri somehow squeaks their way into a conference or to a bowl game. Arkansas should have lost to KU after having a two score lead. That was the, okay. I'll be match. honest. That was a great game to watch. I thought it I was went, a fun game. I went. I, nu- I went. I went nuts during that. Well, when when KU got the onside kick, I was like, I audibly cheered for him. Yeah, me out of, too. Out of respect for the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, that was such but, a good game. So Arkansas, I mean, seriously, Arkansas shouldn't have won that game. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vanderbilt's usually terrible. Uh, Mississippi State, I think they barely won their bowl game. Who else is there? Ole Miss, they lost to uh, Tech, right? So that was one of the lone yeah. – TCU and Tech, I think, they're the lone Big 12 uh, bowl victories, which is kind of sad. Texas got blown out by Washington, right? I don't remember seeing that final score. But they, I know I know Washington won. OU lost. but uh, And then Oklahoma State lost to Wisconsin. So um, anyway, but uh, back to what I was saying, the, the SEC chant is dumb. Um, and their, uh, their fans were anytime Deuce, Deuce was hobbling off the field at one point and all their fan, all their students were at least going Deuce. And I was like, screw you guys have a little class. He's literally hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but other than that, their fans were pretty cordial. They were loud. They were loud on their side, but we, I think we were very loud, especially in that first quarter, first half. Um, K State, I lost my voice. If we would have done the podcast on Monday, I would have sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> took, took me a couple of days to get back into it, but um, anyway. Uh, and then the big news after the uh, after the bowl game, Matt, you want to break it to them, to the listeners? They have if they don't know already <laughs> about oh, news. <laughs> yeah. 
Deuce Vaughn is leaving Manhattan. He's going to make the big bucks, which I can't blame him. <laughs> no, good for him. Yeah. And at the at the pep rally, uh, Wyatt Thompson asked him straight up. He goes, "What do you think? You're gonna come back for one more year?" And the whole crowd started chanting, "One more year! One more year!" And he he had the perfect response, and he goes, "Guys, I'm just worried about the next game." And I was like, "That is the perfect response." I don't I don't understand why Wyatt put him on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. But after I walked out, I was like, "Yeah, he ain't coming back." No. Nah. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have said it right then and there that he was coming back. The whole freaking. Uh, uh, convention center pep rally would have gone nuts, but no, nah, I... he pr- he probably knew he probably he knew way before you know you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, he's gonna be probably a second, at least a second round pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be like Darren Sproles, and I mean, just look at how many yards he was getting. I mean, eye opener for scouts. He's getting five six yards against Alabama play. Yeah, just put like shifty and putting his head down, taking hits. That was the biggest thing about Deuce Vaughn in his career at K-State was how many hits he took and was able to just keep going. Yeah, and people are disappointed. I get that, but I'll be honest, like, DJ Goodens is a good running back behind him. Like, I'm really – we're not really we're, – we're just continuing to plug and go. I mean, he's a he, he's a more of a downhill runner, to, and he's fast. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think we're in great hands with Giddens. He's only a freshman. Mm-hmm. So we got plenty of time. Hopefully he sticks around. I hope he doesn't hop in the transfer portal because something stupid. But I don't. Uh, I don't imagine that happening. No, um, I, I, I really haven't heard that much about the transfer portal so far. I know there's one guy that has entered for K State, but I'm not really sure if he even played that much, um, like Cortez or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think we're in good hands with Giddens. He'll just get better. I mean, he's a yeah. freshman. He's gonna get bigger. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for the Sugar Bowl. Anything else you want to hear about from my trip, or no? Or <laughs> the or the was the part was the what'd you do after the bowl game? Just go out. We well, Jeff went out. I didn't make it to the Bourbon Street for uh, uh, New Year's. I didn't make it. We uh we were in the lobby to go before we went to go to dinner, and the lobby was handing out free champagne. Oh. And, and so. We were sitting there waiting for an Uber for like 30 minutes, and we just kept taking turns going back and getting more champagne. We were drinking it like water. <laughs> oh, God. And champagne's good. It is delicious. And you don't realize we, – we didn't realize how much we drank until we got our entrees at dinner, and we're all just like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so needless to say, I did not make it out. We went back to the hotel, fell asleep, woke up at like 11, put on a movie. And then went back. It was kind of like what we did at the Ozarks, to be honest. Yeah, we slept for like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a fun trip. 10, out, ten and a half hour drive. Oh, put, a lot, put a lot of miles on the new vehicle. So <laughs> um, let's go ahead and transition. Well, one thing, one other thing I wanted to point out. Um, Tulane. I know. We all were mad at the beginning of the year when we lost to Tulane. We went two and one. We were at that game. We were at that game. We were mad. And if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you were around me, like I'm embarrassed the way I acted that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh. We laugh about it now, but it's like Tulane last year was two and two and ten. I had no yeah. idea they were that bad that last year. 
but rightfully so to be so mad after a loss like that. And then to see them the following week lose to Southern Miss, but then they rattle off so many wins in a row. They go to the Cotton Bowl. They beat the Heisman winning quarterback, Caleb Williams, in the Cotton Bowl to come back and win the bowl game. And they finished the year 12-2. and two. So people who are still harping on us that it was a bad loss. No. I mean, obviously you got to judge a game at the time you play the game, but it makes me feel a lot better that they kept winning. And they were kind of my team that I rooted for outside the Big 12. I mean, they were well coached. They were well. And Willie, fun fact: Willie Fritz, the head coach at Tulane, was the junior college coach for Michael Bishop. Oh, really? Where did yeah. he go? Butler, Blen, Blen in Texas. Blen. Oh, Kangle. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking he went to Butler, but um. So yeah, Tulane won their bowl game, and then obviously the uh, national championship to uh, TCU versus. Georgia, does TCU have a chance with Max Duggan, Quentin Johnston? Quentin I'm going to say, Johnston? I'm, you know what? I'm going I'm <laughs> to give him a chance. You think so? Yeah. Why not? I, you know, my brother actually, I didn't have a chance to watch much of that game, but my brother watched the whole thing, and he said a lot of balls fell, a lot of like breaks fell uh, to uh, TCU's way. But they won. But, <laughs> but they won. At the end of the day, that's all that matters, and yeah. that's kind of how they won all year, so – it's just the only thing that concerns me is the just the physical matchup between TCU and Georgia. I, I could see Georgia do, doing what Alabama did to us. I could see I could see it kind of being close in the first half, and then Georgia pulling away, just kind of running down their throat. But yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna. I'm all. T, I wish I would have bought a TCU sh- uh, shirt for next Monday. So represent <laughs> just, the big represent the Big K-State. Twelve. Yeah, so they can win the Natty. So yeah. so we can say we beat the national champ. That'd be cool. Yeah, no kidding. Well, but, when was the last time somebody outside of Ohio yes. State or yeah, the SEC or Ohio State, you know? I, the, thing, the thing that makes yeah. me think TCU has a chance is because Ohio State very well could have beat Georgia. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even think Ohio State's that great. They didn't play in their conference championship. They lost to Michigan. Mm-hmm. TCU beat Michigan. Yeah. Ohio State almost beat Georgia. TCU I, has a chance. Let's get st- you want to do a prediction right now on that game? They play next don't they play next Monday? It's gonna be in the twenties, I think. Yeah, it's next Monday. I think it'll be twenty seven. You think it's gonna be low scoring? Twenty seven to thirty to twenty seven TCU. There. Big twelve. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a lot of field goals. I'm gonna go. Probably so. I think you're right. TC is gonna score a lot of field goals. I'm gonna go 37, 27. TCU. Yeah. Okay. Very good. God, that's crazy. But like, seriously though, when was the last time Big Twelve won the national championship? Was it OU? Or Texas? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It was Maybe probably Texas in 06 or whenever that was. Was it Texas 05? Yeah. It must Texas have been. 05, 06. Last Big 12 team <laughs> to win. Uh, I don't uh, To win national championship. Yeah, it was Texas. Okay. Well, let's go TCU. 
I, I mean, it, it looks great for us because then going into next year, we can say, hey, we got great momentum. We won the Big 12 championship. We beat the team that won the national championship. Good stuff. Hey, all you sports and health nerds out there. It's Jacob here. If you're having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Uh, let's transition. We think. Let's move on. Um, I want to talk about K State basketball because we really haven't talked about it very much, and obviously yes. a massive, a massive win last night and even uh, this past weekend. That was awesome. But, but uh, are you wanting to cover Chiefs at all? Um, I mean, the Chiefs haven't locked up the one seed yet, but they're about to, and they beat the Broncos twice. So, yeah, no, <laughs> again, it's bad luck. Yeah, we won't talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, Tang time. K State basketball is coming off a historic performance. Historic under understatement. There, they put up 116 points on the road at number six Texas and won by 13. It was 116 to 103. An absolutely insane performance by the Cats and Tang Ball. And Cats Cats basketball is here to stay for a long time, as long as Jerome Tang is the coach. And they're for real. They are for real. And uh, I was going to make a funny joke. And I love uh, uh, about Bruce Weber, and I, I liked Bruce Weber. He's a good dude. He, he did some good things, but I was going to tweet last night and be very, very um, over-exaggerating. Um, K-State just scored more points in one game than Bruce Weber did all of last season. <laughs> <laughs> Which, they probably did that in two games, but... Yeah, no kidding, yeah. I will I will say I'm glad you left that off of there, though, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. people were pissed. <laughs> yeah, that people I, talking crap on Bruce. Yeah, I didn't want to get in the middle of it, but I was definitely reading on it, and I was kind of eating it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, just uh, just a huge win for the K State basketball team, and they're two and zero in the Big Twelve play. Two and I mean, this is the first time that's happened in a very long time. One hundred sixteen points. Let's not. That's like it's it's the record. That's the most points they ever scored in a game, and and in regulation, not even in yeah. overtime, in regulation. Yeah. K-State shot 60%, went 36 for 60 from field goals uh, from the field and 13 for 24 from three. That's 54% from three. That's unbelievable, unheard of. And here, get this. This is the biggest number. Don't even, as good as those first two numbers are, this is the biggest number in my opinion. 31 for 33 at the free throw line. That's unheard of. 94%. When was the last time K-State basketball shot above 90% in a game and shot like shot more than 15 free throws in a game? That's crazy. And that won the game down the stretch. I mean, Texas still scored 103. I mean, that's these are 30, their numbers. That's 31 points off of Yeah, that's the difference that's in the game. Just think if yeah. they missed just think if they only make half of those. Last year they were only shoot 50% from the line. 
That's Last terrible. year they make half of those, they lose by 10 points. Yeah. Texas shot 51% from the field and 40% from three, and they were 22 for 26 from the line. Just a historic game from both teams, to be honest, but K-State just got out to the early start, and the biggest discrepancy here, K-State had five more assists, uh, seven more rebounds, so it looks like that was the difference, but both teams shot the hell out of the ball. But uh, I just want to say K-State's for real. And uh, they're here to stay in the Big 12. They will, they're will they going to compete their asses off in the Big 12 this year. Um, a win the other night against uh, West Virginia as well at home in overtime. Big win against... I was, I was watching that at Mojo's. That was mm-hmm. fun. But, but okay, I understand like people's like 116 points. We did that on the number one six team in the nation. At their on the place. road. At their place. Yeah. That's in unheard. Texas. That's unheard of. In a, against a, a, a sold-out crowd, too. Yeah. Um, and those are back-to-back uh, top 25 wins, too. And then, to continue the gauntlet, Jerome Tang heads back to his... makes his homecoming um, at the number Baylor. 19, Baylor. On Saturday. So three, three ranked games to start the Big 12 play for the Cats, for the, for the Tang basketball cats and if the cats start a three and oh with three top 25 victories surely they'll break the top 20 right i don't see they have to i mean honestly i think they've they've already earned the right to break the top 25 um a couple guys to point out keontae johnson is a stud is a stud dog um he is unbelievably good and Marquise Noel has gotten unbelievably better from last year. And he was good last year, too. But he's gotten mm-hmm. leaps and bounds better. Desi Sills, great player. Uh, Cam Carter had some great shots last night. Um, Naquan Tomlin is is just slender, man. He can play the wing or he can play inside. We have big men to play now. And they can catch yeah. the ball. Yeah, no, like, we just <laughs> look more, like, it's night and day competency out there. Oh, for sure. This, I mean, just they look like a basketball team. They they get the rebound, they kick it up, and they go. And guess where the best? This is what I always said last year on basketball podcast. Where's the easiest place to score, to draw fouls? At the rim, shoot layups, <laughs> get get the rebound, pass the ball at the floor, get layups. And if you're not getting layups, guys are crashing. And Marquise Noel did it all night last night. He saw guys crashing them all day. No wonder we shot 50% from the three. Guys were wide open because Noel was drawing so many defenders. It was awesome. Mm. And it, it helps when you got guys knock things down. And it's easy to it's easy to look good when you make shots. But, I mean, they were doing the right thing to make those shots. They weren't just taking terrible looks. Like the KU game last year at home, they made a lot of shots, but it came back to bite them in the ass because they <laughs> lost. <laughs> Didn't and, happen yesterday. And- that's and I will nice. say, like, people, oh, we gave up 103 points. And I get that. Our defense, I mean, it was just – I just think it was one of those games where it, this is a different team if K-State just kept playing. Yeah. Even if, even if Texas kept scoring, you know, we it, just kept answering back. Yeah, and that's what college basketball is all about. You got to win. It's same with college football. Good teams are going to punch you back. They're not just going to give up. Yeah. And Texas is a good basketball team. And I'm, I'm curious to see what – that next game is going to be like of course they have to wait a bit to play each other again let's see when do they play each other again 
February 4th. So it'll be a month from today when they play each other again in Manhattan. Um, but insane, unbelievable. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up here pretty quick unless you want to restart. But we only got a minute left on the ticker, Matt. It's up to you. Um, I don't have much to talk about. K-State basketball at Baylor on Saturday, January 7th at 5 o'clock at Baylor, number 19 Baylor. Let's go for three straight top 25 victories, three straight Big 12 wins for the K-State men's basketball team. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Go Chiefs, I guess. Go Vikings. They need a bounce-back <laughs> <Chiefs>. victory. <laughs> Uh, my name is Jacob. His name is Matt. This has been another edition of the Lecarum Sports Media Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in with us and coming back to the podcast after our big break. And have a safe, fun weekend after a new year to 2023. Let's, let's make this our year, boys. This has been the Lecarum Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.